Welcome back to another edition of Your Insurance Connection Podcast. As always, I'm Grant Finley and joined once again today with President of CLH Insurance, Chuck Hembry. Chuck, glad to have you back. How are you? Uh, Good morning and happy Friday. Happy Friday indeed. Well, we talked about uh, in an earlier episode about doing an episode on the Internet of Things and Smart Home and this is that episode. So... (laughs) Uh, let's without further ado, let's let's jump into it. I know it's a it's a new thing. It kind of started picking up steam a couple of years ago, and people thought it might be a little further along than it actually is already. But I think it's just a matter of time before this thing really takes off. So let's just talk about the the biggest concern when it comes to you know connectivity of all of your appliances and, and toys and tools and everything else is the security. So. What's the state of security with the Internet of Things and the smart home? Well, well, this couldn't be more timely. Uh, Last Thursday, I was in Columbus, Ohio, and I was uh, uh, doing a a short lecture on uh, cyber liability uh, before some IT folks who work in insurance. And the very next day, the very next day is when we had the domain server attack uh, through DYN, and we saw exactly what can happen now thank heavens there wasn't a lot of maliciousness involved but at the same time it told us how fragile our infrastructure is with with it and how far we've got to really uh really grow the attack was made denial of service we we so you couldn't get on twitter you had problems with netflix and a lot of our social media trying to get on there because it was being pounded with incoming messages. Now, where did all those messages come from? Well, the hackers used our baby monitors, our programmable thermostats, our sometimes uh, things like our cell phones, all of our smart home devices that we use. All of those were used as little pirates, uh, cyber pirates, uh, to send signals. And that's a, that's a scary thought. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that tells us we're not ready for what we're going. Our technology is getting ahead of our safety. Yeah. And yet, we can't ignore this uh, because think about all of the uh, conveniences that we have. Uh, I, I know I've used with my mom a programmable thermostat because she can't see her thermostat. And I can remotely, wherever I am, <laughs> yeah. anywhere, I can change her thermostat for her so she doesn't have to worry about it when she gets cold. Or, or too hot. Those are just the beginning of things. We can turn lights on and off. We can start dinners. We can have refrigerators that tell us the contents of our of there, so we know what uh, what we need to go grocery shopping for. And we even have available, although it's in its infancy, that when we see that the contents of the refrigerator are going low, we will automatically order those groceries to be delivered to us so that we can supply. <laughs> it's it's, it's an amazing and yeah. fascinating uh, time that we live in. As a young guy who hates doing laundry, uh, <laughs> I thought a, a wonderful uh, advantage of this would be to to throw you know the load in before you leave for work in the morning, the detergent, the whole nine, and then if it's going to take a half hour or whatever to run, you set it for a half hour, before you leave work, and then when you get home, it's done, and you switch it over, and it's just, you know, it's a small step, and, and you're talking about some pretty awesome things. I'm talking about load of laundry, but it's, it's still fascinating. I think it's amazing what, where we're going. But so you touched on it, but I want to go back to something you said, which was that our technology 
is getting ahead of our you know, our security. Um, can you can you dive into that a little bit more? Well, it, it's just the fast pace. Pew Research just did a study that said fifty two percent of us have smartphones and we're doing online banking. And when we're talking about fifty two percent of what we're we're talking about tons and tons, thousands. We used to say thousands. It's millions of devices. The typical family of four own 24 connected devices. Okay. That's, that's six each uh, there. And next year, it's supposed to go to 50 devices by 2022. That's just uh, amazing. And we're doing more things online. 61% of us bank online. And again, you know, 52% of us uh, that have smartphones, we're doing online banking. So the technology is way up there. But these are simple devices. Uh, we, they're great technological uh, breakthroughs, but the technology is really simple. So we built them simple so they're not as expensive. Yet we haven't done the back-end security that needs to go along with these devices and the new technology that's available to us. And uh, manufacturers are getting us to understand the neatness of these technologies so that we'll buy them. And then they're going to address the security. We really need to do this simultaneously. Right, absolutely. So then how is this changing the insurance industry? I imagine that with this new technology, these new features, sensors, it is probably making some pretty big waves in the industry, is it not? Uh, it is. And uh, here, here's one that we can watch develop because... It's in its infancy. Uh, we, we've known the cyber threat is there, but trying to develop the products to respond to all the threats that keep changing and evolving day by day is a daunting challenge for the insurance industry. And uh, as good as the industry is in many areas, this is this is one where there, we're still scratching our head. What is a proper price? Do we know what the real threats are? Because if you think about how we pay prices for homeowners insurance or any insurance product, it's based on analytics. Uh, it's based on history of, of losses. Well, if that's the case, then how many data points do we have to garner data that's reliable so that we have reliable pricing? We just don't have enough. That is the, the challenge to the insurance industry today. And can the product evolve with the growing challenges and the new things that keep coming out, like ransomware, encryption. Uh, every time you turn around, there's a new threat that must be addressed. So this is an ongoing process. And I thought I've seen some insurance companies partnering with some of these, like a, like a product like Nest or some of these other companies. What is that? Can you explain what the partnership looks like or why that's beneficial for both? Well, the, the partnership is there. Remember, we talked about the technology being amazing, but it's simple. Mm -hmm. So if we can partner with these uh, technology firms uh, and we can become partners and understand uh, how they're built, then we can also convince them and work with them on reasonable security features that aren't so costly that the normal consumer can't afford them and yet are effective. And the reason that partnership is important is if you want insurance for protection to the cyber threats that are out there and it needs to be affordable, then insurance needs to work with technology 
to define the security that will allow insurers to safely and reasonably be able to offer products that will first cover and do it at a cost that's reasonable uh, to the consumer. So if I have a smart home where you know the thermostat's connected, the refrigerator can tell me what I need to order, hold on, and I'm worried about potential damages, uh, loss, is a homeowner going to cover that? Do I need to get a, a cyber? What? What? How exactly would I be protected in that sphere? That's that's what we need to be watching yeah. for. The homeowners alone, just like a commercial policy alone, is not sufficient coverage because it covers physical damage. It's not covering the electronic data, the digital uh, data, and the digital threats that we're seeing both in the home and in businesses. So we have to uh, create coverage that can be attached to the homeowner. And there are a few products out there, but they're not widespread at this point. There needs to be uh, cyber coverage as a basic coverage to homeowners. That's starting to be developed, but homeowners aren't really sure because, yes, they see these threats out there, but they think that they're either, number one, immune to them, or it's going to attack someone else, not them. That's why last Friday's attack was such a wake-up call, because it was using our baby monitors. It was using our security cameras. It was using our things in our home. It invaded our homes. Yeah. Well, I'm curious then, too. Obviously, we're talking a lot about the physical home, but with the Internet of Things, there's also wearable technology now. I imagine that could be useful in life and health situations. Have you found that there's an insurance benefit to wearable technology? Oh, absolutely. We already see it uh, now with medical devices that are needed to, to monitor heart rates and relay that information to, to doctors, to hospitals, so medical care uh, can be uh, up-to-date right to the minute uh, and provide uh, quick and accurate treatment and histories of, of data so we know uh, how to treat people better for the ailments that they have. Uh, and we can watch blood pressures, we can watch blood sugar levels, we can do all of those with these wearable devices, which are, are amazing. And that's just the life accident uh, aspect of it. Uh, we use uh, Fitbits, we, we use uh, all kinds of other wearables, even uh, clothing itself. There is some clothing we can, uh, we can buy itself that turns ourselves as we move around into a hotspot. So... Uh, you know, we're, we're even seeing things like that in the wearables uh, arena. And we, we need to start to develop the same idea of security with anything else. So not to a device, particular thinking computer, but to all sensors that work through the Internet. We need to develop uh, an awareness of vulnerability, not to be scared of the technology, but to be aware so that we're taking precautions and we're enjoying the benefits of this great technology room so much um, that we're not concentrating on its risks. So final question, I'm going to ask you to put on your Nostradamus hat here. <laughs> we're in the infancy stages now, like we talked about, when do you think this thing really takes off? When's the tipping point? I think it's five years away, 10 years away. Um, I don't know if I can can put the pinpoint, right. but it will be an event. Uh, that's that's what we'll do. It unfortunately, we're just creatures of habit. No matter how much education we have, no much, uh, no matter how much we talk about the the dangers that are out there, 
we as bad creatures are happy have to have it happen to us before we wake up and say, okay, now I've got to do something. Think about it this way. We knew terrorism was always a threat. Uh, we prepared some, but we just didn't see it happening to us until September 11th. And we saw it affect us in a massive way. And look at the changes in how we consider terrorist uh, activity, terrorist threat, and terrorist watching since then. I hope we don't have to learn that way. Smart folks are going to, to look and see what are the small things I can do to, to lessen the risk of cyber loss. Can I practice good computer hygiene? Can I raise my awareness and put protective firewalls and good software on all of my devices that will lessen that? Uh, and they'll keep in tune with what's going on. Uh, they won't let it rule their lives, but they'll keep in tune with it. Uh, those of us who want to experience the event before we'll move, you will someday. And uh, there will be such an event, and that's that's what will drive it. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can move ahead of that. But unfortunately, I, I don't think we've learned enough to, to do it until there's a major event to cause us to move, force us to move. Yeah, that's, that definitely seems to be the way it is, where we, uh, we don't do anything until we're forced to do it. So... Well, hopefully that event won't be uh, on the same scope as a 9-11, but hopefully it'll be enough to move us in the right direction because I think the possibilities really are pretty fascinating. With the, and I'm eager to, to jump into the whole smart home concept myself. So I am as well, Grant, and, and that's, that's probably the final thing I would want to say is we, we don't run from technology because of its, of its uh, risks. We embrace technology, but we do it in a smart way so that we can enjoy all the fabulous things it brings us. And we can use insurance as it develops and keep in tune with that to bring us that peace of mind so we're not living in fear of the catastrophe. That's well said. Well, I think that will wrap it up then. So I want to thank you again for taking some time to join us on the podcast today and look forward to talking to you again next time. Thank you, Grant. Your Insurance Connection podcast can be heard on iTunes and Stitcher or by visiting clhins.com forward slash content forward slash podcast. If you liked what you've heard, you can support this podcast by rating and or sharing it on your social platforms. CLH Insurance is a trusted choice independent agency servicing Missouri, Kansas, and Illinois. For more information on CLH Insurance, Visit clhins.com or call 636-391-0700 to speak with an agent. Until we connect again, thanks for listening.